Hi there. What I'd like to talk to you about today is our unconscious mental programming and some simple tools that can help you break these habitual responses that we all have. The key term here is unconscious. So whenever I talk about the unconscious with a patient, with a friend, you know, people shake their heads up and down, yes, yes, yes. But remember, we're talking about the unconscious. It means it's something that we're not aware of with our daily awareness. So it takes an extra effort, an extra amount of energy to see more clearly what these habitual responses are. So first and foremost, keep that in mind as we talk about the topic. What we think we are, who we think we are, and the reality can be millions of miles away for many of us at any given time during the day. Our perceived ideas of ourselves, our idealized self-image, these things that we project out into the world, whether with a smile that's plastered on our face or an angry face, always being extra happy, being extra angry, they might not be reflective of what's going on internally for us. So first and foremost, again, remember, this takes an extra amount of awareness on a daily level to see what these habitual responses are. One of the ways that I work myself with this is I will put myself in situations that are not comfortable for me, not comfortable to my unconscious mind. So let's say, for example, if you drink coffee every day and that's the first thing you do, it'd be really powerful for you one day a week, work on not drinking coffee. Yes, you might get a headache initially. Yes, you might not feel well. But literally put a situation where your body-mind is not running its regular routine. Many of us, we use these substances like nicotine, like caffeine, because they actually disconnect us from our physical body. They're concentration drugs. And as such, concentration drugs make us more head-heavy and less body-aware. So if you drink tea, if you use some habitual substance that you use, Take a break every once in a while with the conscious intent that you want to see what the feelings underneath are. If I'm not amped out of my brain first thing in the morning, what am I feeling? What are the things that come up? For somebody else, it might be exercise, that they exercise regularly, and that's a wonderful thing. Again, break out of that habit. I'm just talking a day here, a day there. What does it feel like if you're not hitting the gym at 5 in the morning or 8 at night? What does that feel like? What are the emotions that are coming up when you're not in that hyperactive mode? For somebody else, it might be meditation. Meditation is wonderful, obviously, whatever technique you use. But it is amazing how many of us can actually use such techniques as a way of disconnecting with what we're feeling. So we can go into that state as a way of getting relief from ourselves. And that's wonderful for the nervous system, wonderful for so many aspects of our body-minds, And yet they can also be a way of disconnecting with what we're feeling. One of the things for many of us is this hypnosis or this programming, which is due to our early childhood traumas, dramas, insult, and they become defense mechanisms against these feelings of profound anxiety. This feeling, this anxiety state that we're running away from, and all the behaviors that follow it are actually ways that we disconnect from our true nature. So all these words that we use, who I truly am, true nature, the separation between these behaviors, the separation due to these behaviors is the thing that keeps us disconnected from it. To take this one step deeper, we can actually have very specific reactions during a day, whether to external stimulus or internally. I might be sitting in my room, quiet, upstate New York, and a thought kicks in. 
Oh, that SOB cut me off my motorcycle. I'm going to kill that guy. Anger comes up. One of the ways that I have dealt with this myself is, as soon as I become aware of it, I've learned that one of the ways that we, myself, can push away unconscious feelings is to hypermobilize using thoughts. For some people, that can be anger. For some people, that can be grief. For some people, that can be remembering a trauma over and over. So as soon as I become aware of it, so now that guy almost killed me, I'm angry, I use the word programming. I go to myself, programming. Meaning, note to self, that was a programming at some point that being mobilized by anger allows me not to feel something or allows me to feel protected, allows me to feel safe. So the first word is programming. I have learned to slow down that reaction. So when it's anger, it comes up, I say programming. There's an aha moment like, oh yeah, why am I? I'm okay. I got home okay. I'm sitting in a room. Don't have my helmet on. Don't have my leathers on. My body's safe. Programming. The next thing I say to myself is reset. So first I say programming, then it's reset. Reset means I don't have the option of continuing on that thought train. That thought form that is not healthy for me is not something that can continue on. Now, this is not a form of repression. It might be that I get angry. Oh my God, that guy almost killed me. Note to self, you know, I wear all black leathers, got a black helmet. He probably didn't see me. There's not that much light in that intersection. Note to self, be more conscious. Take a couple of more seconds before you go through that stop sign because people tend to blow through that stop sign. Wonderful. If it's not a new piece of information, if it's not a new piece of attention that I need to pay to something, then it's programming. So why the hell did I get angry all of a sudden? So programming, then the next thing is reset. So then the reset is no permission to continue to this loop that we all do as a way of mobilizing ourselves in order not to feel the feelings underneath. So apply this. Let's say you're walking to your work in the morning or walking your dog or taking your kid to school and someone bumps into you. Literally, you can be hypermobilized, pissed off, feeling of grief, a feeling of no one sees me, whatever your thing is. So pay attention. Did you give this person a dirty look? Did you try to shoulder them? Nope, it was just some unconscious person bumping into you. Deal with the emotions. Go into the actual language, programming, like I'm programming. Someone bumps into me, I want to get smaller. I want to get angry. I want to get sad. Then reset. So again, remember, we're not talking about repressing anything here. We're talking about breaking these patterns that we all have as a way of disconnecting from ourselves. The hypnosis that we're under, all of us, with these masks that we wear all the time, are very, very powerful, and we pay very, very dearly for them, right? So it doesn't just have to be anger or sadness. It can be smiley face, right? So I'm sitting in my quiet room having fantasies of saving the world or helping people or whatever. These are important things. Do them. But if you're sitting in a loop, like many people that I work with, where you're in this hero fantasy of saving the world, I'm here to, you know, whatever. Again, the same thing applies. You're not in the moment. You're in a fantasy world as a way of not feeling something underneath. So the words that come up is programming. Oh, you just saw yourself going across Africa, healing typhoid fever. Wonderful. Programming. Reset. Once you use the word reset, then you ground yourself into your physical body, feel your body, and feel what are you running away from? What is the unconscious feelings that your conscious mind is running away from? Remember that these are habitual processes. These are things that have become repetitive because you haven't examined them. 
For all of us, the examining takes tremendous amount of energy. But we don't examine it because we are afraid of what's underneath. There's nothing to be afraid of. The only fear piece of it is because it hasn't been examined. When you're two years old, something that's three feet tall, a dog that's three feet tall, might seem like a monster. When you're five and a half, six foot tall, that three foot tall is a small thing. But if you haven't inspected it since you're two years old and you're still seeing it with a two-year-old's mind instead of the adult mind, it might still seem very big or unruly. So the intention here is, again, to examine. And why do we do this? It's, again, so we don't or we are not run by our programming. Programming is what keeps us out of contact with our true nature, with that inner compass. In order to use that inner compass, we need to really inquire and wrestle with this mental chatter we all have. And we need to learn to relax these control mechanisms. So this is very difficult. We're always being bombarded internally as well as externally with ways to distract. So by indulging in these distractions, we only tonify this disconnection and the underlying anxiety. So programming and then reset. So now that I've said reset, I'm going to practice what I always practice with you, which is bring my awareness into my body. Take a deep breath from my belly. I always start by feeling my head, my face, my neck and shoulders. Bring my awareness down into my arms, elbows, hands, down to the fingertips, again my breathing is in my belly, I feel my upper back, my lower back, my hips, my thighs, my calves, my shin bones, into my feet. So I'm feeling my body, feeling downwards. I'm aware of all the noises around me. I'm aware of the light around me, all the objects around me. And I take this super tight awareness that's usually behind my eyes and between my ears, and I take that awareness and I distribute it throughout my body. And when I'm in my body, I ground it down. And after I ground it down, I bring it to my surrounding. Now, the function of this isn't to do this for three minutes every time something happens. It's an instant. We practice this groundedness daily when we have time for three, four, five minutes, once or twice a day. And then we make quick connections to it when these things come up. So I invite you now, from the moment that you've heard this podcast, take 10 days. The next 10 days, write something down, put something on your phone that reminds you to pay attention. So from the first thing you do in the morning, you get in the habit of this awareness. Where are you being run by programming? And where are you actually quiet enough to know what's going on underneath? So in order to feel better, we need to feel better. We need to have more attention, how to be actually more in our feeling state as opposed to our mental state. Hope that's helpful. I send you lots of love always, in all ways.